Hello, y'all. Decided to whip up a little clip show of my daily evergreen interviews. This is from my time working for the Washington State University School newspaper, Daily Evergreen. I worked there fall 2016 to June 2017. And these were all recorded in spring of 2017. And uh, you can find the full interviews at the uh, bottom of this podcast feed. Go ahead and scroll on down listen to those full interviews, and um, enjoy this clip show. Without further ado, the Daily Evergreen Interviews. Let's get into it, baby. Yeah, buddy. Tonight, I throw myself into... Oh my goodness, it's the same that you would maybe expect anywhere in Moscow. It runs the gamut. Um, Today, we're going to have a jazz musician starting us out. And then we're going to have a, they call themselves a folk funk rock band. Um, And then the last band that we're having today is more of a bluegrass Americana um, alternative rock band. Mm -hmm. Um, In the future, we'd like to get some other fun bands in here. There's a a ska band in the area that um, we would like to have come out here sometime. Um, But there's a lot of talented musicians in Moscow. So we really don't have a preference on who plays here. We would like all sorts of interesting artists to be able to perform here. And um, I see your shirt. Do you guys have merch? Are you guys selling merchandise? Or yeah, what? yeah. Um, we've got just a couple things. We've got um, some cool hats that just came in um, and a couple different um, colors of shirt. Um, and then also glassware. We've got some really cool glassware with our logo on it that we sell as well. Um, and the glassware, if you're interested, you can also get um, a discount on your glass when you get a beer in it. So um, fill your glass with beer, and you get a discount and a glass. And can you find that stuff uh, online, too, or is that just in store? You know, um, right now, it's just here. Okay. So you got to come here and get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we've, we've got some, just some cool stuff, and we've got yeah. some, some more things uh, coming soon um, that I can't really talk about okay. right now. Um, but we're going to have some really unique and interesting merchandise here mm-hmm. um, that will be fun. Um, and for our diehard fans, it will just be something that um, I think they'll really enjoy. Cool. And so how many people are you expecting for today? To be honest with you, I have no idea. Okay. Um, it, our post on Facebook has been extremely popular, uh, okay. both in Moscow and in Lewiston. Um, so I have a feeling it's going to be really, really busy. Um, but you just don't know until people get here. We hope people want to come out. It's hard during the summer because there's a lot of events going on. It's wedding season. Um, so, so you just don't know until people show up. But um, the other couple of smaller events we've had recently have been extremely well attended. Um, and they have been talked about for weeks afterwards. Um, so um, we had uh, uh, one of the other owners in the building um, who owns Hog Heaven. Um, his band played a couple weekends ago, and um, that was kind of a just an impromptu thing, um, and and that was that was a, a really big day, really fun day um, for us, and it was busy all day long, um, and so we've had uh, just a few days like that where um, you know a small event turns into a big deal when um, people just want to come out and drink beer in the sun, especially. And how many people do you think you get in here and inside and outside? Oh man. You know, the outside, it's so hard to tell. You can't, uh, our tap room isn't very big. We've got seating for 35 um, and a little bit of standing room. Um, But out here, uh, you know, when we had uh, Jim's band here the other day, 
we probably had at least a couple hundred people here uh, max. Um, and a lot of people would just come in for a couple hours or, um, you know, come in later in the evening, come in early in the day. And we expect that uh, similarly today with three different bands. You've got three different groups um, with their own fans and their own people they'll bring in here. So we expect uh, just waves of yeah. people. Um, but once you shut down some of this parking lot, you can get a lot of people out here. Okay. And um, is it no cover charge? Nope. No, nothing. Yeah. Cool. Just come in. Um, so we're giving away some prizes, and the only cost of those is um, you need a ticket, and to get a ticket, you need to buy a beer. Um, so, but yeah, if you just want to come and drink water and listen to great live music, you're more than welcome to. Um, this is just going to be a, a fun event day for us. So, so yeah. And is there anything else that, about um, the brewing company that you'd like to share with the newspaper? Um, uh, unique or anything like that? You know, I, obviously every brewery is unique, um, but I, I think if I just like people to know that we're here, we're open, we um, love beer and love talking to people about beer um, and, and love meeting new people that come in here. So, um, yeah. And so what's your uh, hours and, and that, our, that kind of stuff? Yeah, our hours right now um, are we're closed on Sunday, Monday. Tuesday through Thursday, we're open four to nine. And then Friday, Saturday, we're open two to 10. Okay. Um, and those hours, uh, closing times obviously fluctuate. If there's people in here having a good time, um, we'll stay open as long as um, there's beer to be poured. Um, so a lot of times on Friday and Saturday night, we'll be here till 11 or midnight. Is that, when's your most popular time? Um, it's, you know, it's a couple. We get a happy hour crowd uh, pretty strong on Wednesdays. And then um, Fridays are always a big day for us, and um, Saturday probably a close second. Um, but yeah, people around here seem to just love to drink beer. Um, so we, we get waves of people um, kind of just when the mood strikes. And what's that happy hour? Um, oh, I just reference uh, like a time of day. So we don't oh, actually don't have, have happy hour okay. deal. Yeah, okay. um, but the kind of the traditional when people are getting yeah. off their nine to five, um, and coming in, so that four to six time range. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Yeah, um, did right. you want to talk to uh, anybody yeah. else? Yeah, that'd be awesome. To the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Sure, yeah, uh, Moscow Brewing Company, um, the current formation of it um, opened in uh, around 2012 2013 um, in this location and um, it was open until 2016 and unfortunately the previous owner had to close down at that time um, so it closed the summer spring summer of uh, 2016 and then in that time we had approached the owner and um, fortunately it all worked out for us to take over um, effective January of this year and then uh, we brewed for several weeks before we opened the doors. And then on March 28th, we thought, oh, we'll put the open sign out and see what happens. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of the reincarnation of the business. So is it the same location? Same location. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys um, redo it a lot? You know, yeah, the tables, the windows. I uh, heard him say. And other than that, we really haven't changed any of it. Um, it was really important to the the seller and to us to kind of keep the vibe and the spirit of the business the same. And so that's something that we've really tried to do. Um, and we didn't 
redecorate or anything like that. We just wanted to keep it comfortable and uh, keep it familiar for people. You talked about this some, but what are some of the values of the company? Uh, the values of the company, I, I mean, we just love uh, great beer and we love sharing it with people. We love having conversations. I mean, it's not uncommon that conversations can get pretty deep at the bar. You know, people are passionate about different things and they like to talk about those over a great beer. Um, and just really family focused. Obviously, we're all related, and uh, that's something that's always been a priority for us. And yeah, I think, like I already said, just you know, having a high quality product and knowing that um, you know we'd rather be closed than sell someone else's beer or sell an inferior product. So. And um, so, uh, how do you think you differentiate yourself for for the customers? Like, why should customers come here other than the other? Um, I think one of the main things is like it's just the three of us it's the three owners and so you're always gonna have an owner pouring your your pint um, we're you know I think I heard Andy say we're all very knowledgeable about beer so if you have we have homebrewers who come in um, and just like want to have more of a technical conversation and so um, we can all do that and if you don't want to have a technical conversation if you don't want to talk about beer at all uh, we love doing that too um, and just this, since we're in a smaller location, it becomes more intimate, um, and those conversations happen. But that's uh, not something I think you would get at some of the other local breweries. Mm -hmm. And um, so is there anything else that you'd like to share with the newspaper that makes uh, your business unique? Um, I think we really just want people to know that we're open again, that we have a crowler that we're super excited about. If you like to hike, if you like to bike, if you like to float on the river, um, anything like that, come and get a crowler. You're going to love it. If you like to drink beer, Aaron says from the back, get a crowler. Um, yeah, and we just uh, were excited to meet new people and to share what we love with everyone else. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going through changes, ripping out pages. I'm going through changes now. Mountain biking started to get popular in the late 80s, early 90s, so some of the people that were quite athletic and liked riding bikes started it, and it's just kind of growing. It's just word of mouth. Uh, the bike shops are involved. Uh, they, they know about it, so people buy a bike. And so they come and uh, uh, come into the the uh, membership so that they know where the trails are, and so it's just kind of uh, grassroots growth. We don't advertise. <laughs> we do have a Facebook and we do have a uh, a uh, web page, but other than that, you know, there's we're not pushing for growth. We're not pushing for uh, expansion. We're pushing for expansion of the mountain as far as miles on the mountain, because um, even 70 miles kind of becomes to feel like a bit in a gerbil in a cage, but um, you know, on a on a wheel. Um, but um, we only have um, capacity to build two or three miles of a trail a, a, a summer, so uh, it's not expanding. It's not exploding. That's it. Oh. That's um, all. I was wondering if you have any like I don't know pictures of the club around here or like biking gear with you around. I don't know. Anything uh, that he can help him out for his photo. Well, 
Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? We run out of uh, students in the summertime especially, so uh, our last sale was last Saturday. Greenhouses are kind of shut down for the summer, and then we start back up in the fall. We will plant geranium, or not geraniums, I'm sorry, uh, poinsettias in the fall and uh, we will have a Christmas sale and then we also house a horticulture um, holiday party where we invite all of the horticulture department as well as all of the students that are in the um, hort club and their guests and uh, we kind of celebrate a little bit there. We have a raffle that uh, all the proceeds go to the uh, Pullman Children's Hospital and uh, that's all put on all by us so we buy the gifts and then we raffle them off and so that and then uh, I think we will begin planting some of our bulbs for the Valentine's Day sale so we'll go ahead and order those in and uh, kind of put them in sawdust and all of that and get them ready so that they start to pop for us and then we can sell them for Valentine's Day. Awesome. And is there anything else you want to share with the newspaper about the Horticulture Club? Sure. Anything cool or unique? Yeah, I would uh, advise anyone who's interested uh, to in plants at all, any type of plant, uh, to go ahead and at least check us out. We uh, give scholarship hours for all of our work parties, so anybody who comes to our work parties uh, earns $10 an hour that we will then pay back to them in scholarships for the next semester and uh, free pizza every night. So and how, do you, how do you join? Uh, you can either email me or the new president, Evan Stowe. Uh, your name and just let us know that you're interested. We'll then put you on a our email, like we have like a like a list for email that we send out to everybody, and that's kind of where we do most of our work is through that email. We uh, get your name, let everybody know when we're having work parties and when our sales are, and then have them come hang out. Awesome, cool. Thanks right. a lot, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate right. it, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Make him go on, 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 as you shoot across the sky. Ah, ah. No, he's he's never contacted me. I don't. I never played football in oh, high school. Football. I played football in seventh grade, and I did a lot of sports before high school. But going into high school, I only did track, and I trained track year round because I knew I was going to be here, and I knew I was going to be a track athlete. And, I wanted to follow my brother's footsteps and go to college for track and football. I mean, it might have been fun, but it was definitely worth it to be where I am now. So, um, my high school coach definitely talked to me all the time, though, because he saw that I was strong, he saw that I was athletic, and he wanted me on the football team. But then again, he also knew my dad and he knew that we had something bigger planned. So, what made you want to come to Wazoo to do track then? Well, I actually gave a verbal to Idaho and committed there with Julie Taylor and Wayne Phipps, the current coaches here. 
and then they said, hey, we're moving to WSU. We want you to come with us. And I trusted Julie and Tim Taylor, the Hammer coaches and the other event coaches. I knew that they would get me to where I need to be today. And I said, all right, I'll go with you. Let's, let's make it happen. And that's how I actually came here. You know, Wazi wasn't really on my radar at all. So it's crazy that I got here, and I'm very glad that I did. And uh, so what are you looking forward to doing most in your month off after the NCAAs? Uh, nothing really, just watch TV. I'm going to go home for a little bit, maybe work a little bit, make a little bit of money, and then come back and get ready to train. All right. And anything else you want to share with the newspaper? Interesting about your season? Not necessarily, just ready for what's going to come and hopefully I'll have a big end of my season. All right. Perfect. All right. Thank you. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. No idea. Um, it comes down to a pairing system and you have to remember that these things are defined societally. So what we define as an acceptable sexual behavior isn't consistent with what's defined as an appropriate sexual behavior in another culture. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've taken Psych 230 or not, but there are some cultures wherein um, teenage children are, ex or young children are expected to perform oral sex on teenage males as part of their development. And then when they grow up, they become the teenage males that have oral sex performed on them. And then when they become adults, they leave and have healthy, perfect sexual relationships with females. Um, for the rest of their lives. It's sort of this societal expectation. We might consider that paraphilic, like fetishistic disorder. They do not. And so it's very, very culture bound. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's skip that. Uh, what's their significance? What do you mean by that? Um, like in society or in popular culture like how common are they how yeah um rare very rare um and it depends very much on the fetish and i cannot give you off the top of my head um a a number but um almost exclusively in males very very uncommon in females um so in societally I mean, I think that they're misportrayed a lot of times um, in movies and popular media, but um, yeah. Okay. Um, last one. How, how do people, uh, you might not, uh, how do people go about living their lives with them? So, um, you know, you have to remember that there has to be impairment due to this. So it can't just be the difference between a fetish and a preference, right? Like people can have a preference for someone who has like nice feet or something. That's different than a fetish. The impairment that typically comes with a fetish is sexual dysfunction. So people aren't able to perform sexually or engage in sexual acts that their partners will want to because they're not getting they're not being driven by the same things their partner is. So, um, you know, it might not affect you know every walk of life but sexuality in particular is one of those things that tends to have a lot of impairment involved not always but it's common all right
Cool. That's all I have. That's all right. it? Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for answering some questions. No worries. All right. This is going in the Evergreen? Yeah, Daily Evergreen. Um, I think it's end of February is when the sex edition is coming out. Oh, so. cool. Okay. Thank you. See you later. See ya. I've got to tell you something. This phenomenon, I'd put it in a song. Um, kind of the anchors of Bootsers is that big community table. That table is going to be 100 years old here in a couple of years. And I know it takes up the whole front room. It's actually anchored to the floor because it has electricity running through the legs for laptops. So we can't move it. People say, why don't you move it and put a bunch of little tables in there? That table holds 22 people. That table, you will sit next to somebody from a different walk of life that you would not necessarily ever share a table with, a little table, but you will have people from all different beliefs and all different, all sit at the same table and strike up conversations. It's a community table. And I love to see the dynamic at that table. When people sit there and try and be private, it doesn't really happen, it's awesome. And I, I think that's what Moscow's all about. So I, that's, that table has actually been here since day one. It's actually, um, an antique law office table from a conference room in New York. Law office conference room in New York. And we found it up in Spokane. So where did you find it? At some antique store up there. And we had to cut it in pieces to bring it here. And then we got it. It went with those huge green leather chairs, like all around it. But we, those would fit around it and let people walk in. So we put those different places. And then we had benches made. And so it's just a trademark. I need to get it refinished. It's getting very old. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Cool. Is there anything else? Um, I have a lot of college students working here, and sometimes I hire upwards of five from the same family. When Just the one kid... He's doing a story, and she takes a photo. Oh, not of me. The fireplace. Please, my staff. No, I don't want to. <laughs> We just, we have photos whenever we do a story about Where is it going? We had to go in the paper and the newspaper. I don't like photos. I'm a criminal with a history. I'm kidding. <laughs> Why can't you just take photos of my staff? Well, I will have photos of your restaurant too. I really don't. After my family, I hate photos of myself. I always think I'm much better looking than those turn out. Well, if we do the, I mean, if we do the story, I can hold place. So. Yeah. You can just quote me. Take pretty good photos. Meaning what? Let's pretend that somebody else is me. And you can say everything I said, and then you can take a photo of them. We can pretend that that's someone else's view. Which would be the photo of Which would be what? I can pick. I seriously could pick somebody out who will be willing to be me. No, we can't do that. Why did you bring him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to ruin your day. <laughs> Was that it? You won't see me. Yeah, I'll be from the side. That's oh, all. we're done. Too late. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to do it. That's all right. I, I always say that. Austin, no one knows my name. Name. Uh, very soon.
soon we should be planning shortly what we want to do and where we can put it. Mm -hmm. um, then if we have to buy seed for it, most people will be buying it probably in July or August and be putting stuff in in August and September. Cool. All right. And then is there anything else like unique about your business that you want to share with the newspaper? so much of course thank Th you thanks for meeting with me yeah and what's your name again chris 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 arneson so um just look for the piece like next week yeah or the Would week you after maybe send us a copy of it yeah point? i'll facebook it to you perfect thank you thank you yeah from the shallows now. <laughs> so this one time uh, I had a resident who was lactose intolerant and so he couldn't go to a lot of my programs uh, because a lot of the the free food would either be pizza or ice cream yeah. and so it would always uh, not work in his favor and so one time I was having an ice cream program um, and I was like dang it he can't have this and so um, one time I went down to the market and bought with my RDA uh, some um, lactose free I think it was yogurt or um, sorbet mm -hmm. and so um, and this was in February and so he's done like six months of not being able to participate in some of these things and so um, whenever I'd go door to door with like free things he wouldn't be able to take it and so um, I came to his door and it looked like he was like oh it's just another one of these things and so when I was like how about sorbet <laughs> uh, I saw a little gleam in his eye and, I, and then he took it and I think that, as small as that sounds, that was super huge uh, for me just because I was able to include that resident because um, ResLife really likes to um, promote inclusivity and um, creating a environment where people can be themselves and um, kind of thrive in that. Um, and so being able to include them in that sense uh, via dietary restrictions, I was a really, it felt really good for me and that's, um, that was a cool time. One time I ran from Murrow to Stevenson East in less than three minutes because there was a fight. Oh, wow. um, I definitely called the police during that time, but um, I've never ran so fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just being able to be that support system for residents. The biggest thing I learned as an RA um, was, let's think, there's a lot. It's still going. Yeah. Um, I think it goes back to the importance of having a support system. And so if you have a team behind you or a partner or someone in your life, you can depend on um, in a small sense so you can um, grow as a person. 
that's where a lot of the lessons I've learned as an RA have really stemmed from. Um, so whether that's me uh, depending on my residents to come to programs or my residents coming to me at like three in the morning um, concerned about life problems or me uh, going to my staff uh, at our staff meeting and talking about why my week sucked or why my week was great. Uh, having a team behind you helps so much with uh, growing as an individual. All right. Awesome. awesome. Okay. <laughs> See Thanks, man. Yeah, let me know if you need anything else. Uh, shoot me a Facebook message. Yeah. I made it down the coast in 17 hours, picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers. I'm hoping for rally. I can see my baby tonight. We will uh, uh, like to, to um, get into the community. If there's something we can do for the community, we're mm -hmm. like, a, is there like, a, I don't know how to say that, like an event for, for helping, uh, like, I don't know, the vet veterans. Event. Veterans, veterans, or, or the police. If they need a, mm -hmm. if they need an event, we can we can help with the food, you know. Oh, you cater events. Uh -huh. Oh, that's we, awesome. We can we can do that, or, or like for to, just to help, or also we we're doing catering. So far, we have like three events coming. You have one, three. One is on this Friday, and the other one is on Sunday. Next this Sunday. Can you and, talk about them? Huh? Can you talk about the events? Oh, well, one is a summer graduation, graduation kids. And Highly then the high. parents, uh, one of the parents uh, came, talked to us, and mm -hmm. asked us. Cool. Uh, and we're going to go, and because we have a, we have a diesel, the, the taco truck in, uh, in Moscow, and then this one, mm -hmm. and we're going to, and we have another one for new catering. Oh, you're going to open up a, a new catering truck? It's, it's ready. We're oh. just going to use it for catering. Oh, yeah? Uh, Very cool. Yeah. All right. And anything else? Oh, I think, I don't know. Okay. Well, I think I answer. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm gonna be okay. back because I forgot to bring a memory card. Huh? <laughs> so we'll get some more photos. Yeah. All right, he'll come back. All right, yeah. thanks again. All right, All right. thank you. What'd you forget? My memory card. Uh oh. <laughs> so no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, your love life's DOA. I think I just like the variety. I don't know if there's any one thing. I really like doing some of the more complicated lifting because um, you can't really do that anywhere else, even at just regular gyms. They usually don't have places where you can like drop the weights. So, um, what are like some that. of the more complicated lifting things? Like snatches. Um, that would be, I guess, one of the more complicated ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. Wait, wait. Did you want to be in the Daily Evergreen? <laughs> Uh, you you can be you can be if you want. I need another source. Uh, you should do it. He's, he comes here all the It'll time. Let's just take a second. He pretty much lives here. I don't live here. <laughs> if you want. You got, you got, okay. 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 Uh, what's your name? Corey Carpenter. I came along. I wrote a song for you. And all the things that you do. And it was called yellow. Really early on on piano was I listened to a bunch of Ahmad Jamal and a lot of Count Basie, Count Basie Orchestra. Recently it's been guys like Robert Glasper, who's a piano player, Corey Henry. It's like the man. Corey Henry? Yeah. Corey Henry is like the the guy, right? Is she a piano player too? Yeah, these are all pretty much piano players. 
all, all, all four of the aforementioned were, were, were piano players. A lot of organ players, too. I play some organ, so a lot of organ. Joey D. Francesco, Jimmy Smith, Jack McDuff, John Patton. You hip to John Patton? John Patton, man. Yeah. He's like the boogaloo player that, that, uh, that Jimmy Smith wished he could be. Yeah. Bad, he's a bad dude. Dude, I'm out of key right now. Uh, 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 you need a drum key? I might have one in the red box in my car. Do you see the van? Oh, yeah, I lost, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost my key at the alley. I might have one. All right. That's a lesson right there. That's a lesson for all musicians. What? What was that? Is that uh, you keep a box in your car with a spare of everything you may need. So then if you forget it and it just lives there, you don't ever take it out unless you need it. And then it immediately goes back into that box. So like if like all these pedals down here, I have mm -hmm. an extra one in that box. I have every cable back here, I have an extra one of those. Cable for that speaker, microphone, everything. I have an extra, it just lives in the box. <laughs> the box. <laughs> yeah, and it lives in the car. And when I, if I change cars to, to my other car and go to a gig, the box goes with me because the worst thing you can be is like five hours away, yeah. you know, or, or out in the middle of nowhere and something yeah. doesn't work and then you have something in the spare that you know that does. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks, Eric. Yeah. Have a good show. What's up, dude? Sure. All right. One sec. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the spider web. So leave a message and I'll call you back. Um, concussions are a medical issue, so I don't treat concussions. Um, uh, I know that um, with concussions it takes you out of the sport and that's always uh, takes you out of participation for a certain amount of time and we see that as an as a opportunity to support a student-athlete because now they're not working out with the team they possibly may not be traveling with the team and so isolation uh, can be an issue you know getting down in the dumps a little bit can be an issue because you're hurt so Injury is a, is a high-risk time for student-athletes. We really want to support them because it's easy to kind of um, feel isolated and, and maybe a little depressed or whatever. So, um, but the medical aspects of concussion you need to ask a doctor about because I, I really don't know that much. I wouldn't want to, I know a little, but I don't want to, you know, again, it wouldn't be ethical for me to speak on it. Mm -hmm. um, all right, and is there anything um, interesting or unique that you think the public might not know about um, what you do for athletes? Um, I think, I don't know if it's out in the public yet, but just how invested we are in helping student athletes be kind of healthy and happy. You know, we look at them as students who play a sport. Not, I mean, obviously we treat them as athletes and it's a different experience, but that we don't see them as, oh, gee, you're an athlete. We see them as the person who they are, mm -hmm. and that they're a quote unquote, you know, student athlete. Mm -hmm. So that's the way we approach it, um, is really is to help them be successful, help them be happy, help them reach their goals, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And there's more goals than just athletics. You know, they're very um, well-rounded people. They're, they're very uh, capable. I'm, I'm always impressed by the type of people that they are. To be able to be as successful already to play a Division One sport takes a lot. 
So I think we just, I think the message would be that we look at the whole person, we support the whole person. Um, you know, obviously we want them to be successful athletically, but also academically, personally, emotionally, the whole, mm -hmm. the whole picture. So we look at it in the big picture. That's what we look at it. If that's a takeaway message for you. Yeah. All right. That helped the cause. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So are you, are you talking to other people? Too? And I'm a bad boy. Cause I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. Well, it's every day is different. So that's the constantly varied part. So every day is different. Like there's no, there are benchmark workouts that we will see every six months or a year. Mm -hmm. And that's just to um, see improvement, to see that we're getting stronger and fitter. So we want to do, if we do the same workout today that we did six months ago, we either want to do it faster if it's for time or more reps if it's you know like an AMRAP or for rounds we just or more weight whatever it happens to be doing we want to see improvement um, and that's what we're looking for so I mean in terms of what they come in here they're you know we're taking them through a warm-up we're taking them through the workout whatever it happens to be we're making sure they they know how to perform it correctly and safely um, and also you know controlling the class to make sure that everybody's moving safely and get through the workout what's AMRAP as many rounds as possible it could mean as many reps as possible oh, so we use a lot of acronyms in CrossFit and and I kind of used them so much I throw them out as words but I mean I tell people all the time like we've all been beginners in CrossFit and they we throw out just so much stuff at you like what are some of the popular acronyms you all like EMOM and, and AMRAP which could mean different things um What's EMOM is every minute on the minute. Um, okay. So, you know, and uh, like WA, that's a, that's a common one, workout of the day. I try to not use that one as much, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, okay. So, I mean, then we, we start getting the HSPU, handstand push-ups, and SDHP, you know, sumo deadlift hypo, I mean, just, um, and what are some of your future goals for Pullman CrossFit? I just like to continue growing, continue you know working in this community and, and helping helping people get fitter and, and, and stronger. Um, we got you know there there is the competitive part to CrossFit, and I've kind of phased out of it a little bit. Um, just getting older and and more running a business than I am trying to compete. Um, but we do got some competitors in here that you know. You know, I'd like to see them, you know, do well. We're sending a, a group up to Spokane Valley here in July. We just sent a couple people out, and there's competitions all the time. But, you know, I'd like to see them do well, and they and that's their goals is they want to compete, and, and I do like to, you know, want them to help them reach their goals. Mm -hmm. So do they represent uh, Pullman CrossFit when they go and do that? Yeah, they do. They do, oh, which cool. is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that's interesting? Um, share with the newspaper that's uh, unique about Poland CrossFit? Um. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Drove downtown in the rain, 9.30 on a Tuesday night. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Hope you enjoyed the clips from the Daily Evergreen. Go listen to the full interviews. And, um, yeah, check out my books on Amazon. Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town and what's in the fridge. 
Go to chrisstheauthor.com. Follow me on Twitter, chrisstheauthor8, and Instagram, chrisarneson8, and my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Stars Born. I hope you have a great day, have a great night, and I love ya.